everyone and welcome to Start a Conversation, the podcast. This is a safe space where we will talk all things stuttering and communication. Today I'm joined with Maya from Pride Stutter. Maya is an inspirational woman who is a huge advocate for all things stuttering through her own podcast, Pride Stutter. She delves into a wide range of topics and really shines a light on the many ways having a stutter can impact our lives, from work to family life. I'm so honoured to be joined with such an amazing person and to be able to talk to her and learn from her as well. So welcome Maya and thank you so so much for joining me today. Um, I usually like to start my podcast off with a little bit of an intro to my guests with three breakup with sorry, three icebreaker style questions. Um So what are th- th- think three things you can't live without? The three things I can't live without is a tough one. <laughs> There's just so many things. <laughs> okay. The three things I can't live without are my dog, yeah. my fiance, and my books. Very, okay, I like that. <laughs> Very good. Um, who is your favorite Disney character and why? This is an easy one. <laughs> my favorite Disney character is Elsa from Frozen because I had um, – a listener emailed me saying that I reminded her of Elsa because she hid herself for so long and then she just let it go. And now she's like stepping into her true self. So I thought that was really cool. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. That's, I I can see that though. That works. (laughs) Um, If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? My superpower would be probably invisibility, just being able to like hide myself and yeah, and shut off, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was mine too. It would be like just I can like be like Harry Potter and just like turn off, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, so a little bit about your stuttering journey and bit about your experiences when did you start stuttering or when when did you kind of notice that you had a stutter I noticed it when I was in middle school because that's when I started um it started bothering me a lot more just because in middle school you're kind of entering a different social phase and I feel like and I'm not sure if middle school is the same as Australia, but it, I think the um, age range is around like 10 years old. And um, so I feel like that's when I first noticed that, oh, oh like this is something. Yeah. But I think it's just because um, I don't have any earlier memories just because I always get um, – those stories told to me from my parents. So I really don't have any like really early memories myself of when I noticed I stuttered. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about the same for me as well. Like it just, I, I, when I would go to um, speech therapy, which we'll like go into a bit um, after, but um, I, I started realizing a bit that I had a stutter around, Oh, I don't know. Because I think this the schooling's a bit different here because we have like years one to year six, which is from like six or five and six to like 12 or 13. Um, and then we have high school, which is from like 12, 13 to 18 or 18, 19 or 17, 18, 17, 18. Um, but I kind of noticed it 
around um, like year five or six because then it started getting a bit worse and I was like oh something's like not right or something but it's the same thing um, like you I didn't really notice until my parents were like we probably should take you to see someone <laughs> um, but yeah so it's kind of speaking along the speech um, therapy sides did you ever go to speech therapy um, yourself or Yes, I did. And I remember hating it. Um, I didn't really tell my mom at the time that I hated it. I was kind of just going because it made her happy. And I felt like it was just something I had to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, I didn't have a good experience just because it was so exhausting. And I just there was other things I wanted to do other than that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fair enough. Um, I think for like, but yeah, I don't know. Cause did you go when you were, um, uh, like a, a lot younger or were you like a bit older, like in your teens or was it like from like, your, like yeah, your I, I was, I think I was about a, like 10 or 11 yeah, when okay. I first went. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, I went a couple of times. So I started going when I was, uh, five or six. And then when I was 10, I went for about four years. I did the whole like session of it. Yeah. And then I think I also noticed that when I was in my sessions, I never used to stutter. Um, I'm not sure if that's the same for you, but um, it would it would be a real struggle for my speech therapist to like try to like hound down on stuttering when I never used to stutter in my sessions. Um, but yeah, is that something that you experienced or? Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. And. I, I didn't really like, I, yeah, that's a good point. Cause I, I haven't thought about that in a while that, yeah, I didn't stutter at all in my sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Therapist. Yeah. <laughs> she was like really annoyed. She's like, you're going to just have to bring us like a recording or something. Cause I just don't know what to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how it is for us more yeah. covert stutter like we can't we can't always control when exactly. we stutter exactly like it, it may come out fluent one day and the next day like you just can't get a sentence through uh, yeah anyway <laughs> stuttering <laughs> um is there a, a stuttering pet peeve um that you just like are really annoyed on people or, like telling you this or is there something that really annoys you about what people tell you or stuttering pet peeve I should say <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think just the laughing, like, I feel like when I like stutter, like, let's say I um, order a coffee somewhere, and I'm, and I'm like struggling through the order, and then the cash register or the, the, the person that's helping me with my order, just starts laughing, like, Oh not in like a mean way, but just in like, like, are you like okay? oh, did you forget what you wanted type yeah. of way? Yeah. And so I know it's like not mean spirited, but yeah, it's just that, that just bugs, really bugs me. And sometimes yeah. I just want to say, I stutter, like it's not a big deal or something exactly. like that. Exactly. But I think even in general, like you shouldn't laugh at someone unless you like, unless like they're like joking about something or they're laughing themselves. 
Um, anyway, so I'd like to talk to you about your incredible podcast. I've listened to so many episodes and I've just found it so inspiring to um, listen through to your experience, but also um, you do it with your, your friend, Cynthia, um, who doesn't stutter. And I find that such an amazing dynamic to um, be in a podcast and listen to someone who does stutter so I can relate to someone who does stutter, but also relate to the other side of it, which I never really thought about. And it's it's just a great way to spark conversation. Um, so I wanted to ask you what kind of inspired you to create a podcast about stuttering? Yeah, I mean, really the idea of Proud Stutter, I came up with the name, but like the idea to actually do a podcast about stuttering came up came about from my fiance who knew I um wanted to do a podcast and he's always been so curious about my stutter. Like he just, he's always been so fascinated by it. And he's always been like, like, yeah, he's always liked that part of me. And so whenever I go through like this, or like when I stutter more times than others, he's always like, why do you think that is? And I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, And so So yeah, he really put the idea in my head. And as soon as he did that, I was, it just, I was sold after that. And I just knew that I was the right thing. And with Cynthia, um, I knew I wanted to do it with the co-host, but I just didn't know who that would be. And then Cynthia expressed interest after I told her about it. Yeah. And, um, and before I did launch the podcast, there was so much planning that went into it because I wanted to make sure we were different than all the other stuttering podcasts out there. And so having this like ally dynamic of someone that stutters and someone that doesn't, I thought was a unique um, angle. And, and a lot of people love Cynthia and, um, but you know, now I'm going to be doing the podcast solo um, as a host, but I think something that I'm going to be experimenting with is rotating co-hosts uh, okay. um, and having people outside of the stuttering community yeah. rotate hosts so that we still have that like outside pr- perspective represented. Yeah, that's so cool. Because when I was listening to it, I was like, it's it's such an amazing, and like you said, it's not it's not a podcast that um, anyone else has really thought about, um, which is so cool. And just listening to um, like her perspectives and her um, her what's it like a, not opinions, but like you know what I mean, like that kind of side of um, stuttering has been really has like really really cool. Um, so what has been your favorite podcast that you filmed so far? Podcast topic, I should say. Yeah, I think the most transformative interview um, and the most, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I love all of them, obviously, but the one that I gravitate towards and every day it's different. Like yesterday it was the one um, about covert stuttering with Sarah, who, which is like a a listener favorite. Yeah. Um, But like, as I 
am getting more into like music and poetry and storytelling. The interview with Jerome Ellis just really um, made me think about stuttering in such a different way. And it really inspired me to start writing my own stories um, around stuttering. So yeah, I would say that one. Wow, that's so cool. But it, it's such a it's so cool to be able to um like meet all these other people and then see the all the different forms that people have used stuttering in. Um, which is so like cool because we think it's just like a way we speak, but the way that people have formed it into um their own is also really cool to see as well. Um, I think my favorite was the one where you did with um, Dr. Is it Dr. Frank Gunther? I think the neuroscientist. Um, and it was so mm-hmm. cool to see like the whole medical side of stuttering and what actually happens in the brain. Um, and I also wasn't aware that it was um, that men actually stutter more than women. Um, and I was really surprised to um, like see that because I would have never thought that it would that would be the case. I thought it would be the other way around. Um, so that was really cool. So that kind of leads me on to, um, are there any cool facts that you have learned from filming your podcast and talking to your guests? Yeah, I love that question. And that's, I've never been asked that before, but, um, yeah, I think just finding out all the different types of people that stutter, whether they're famous or not famous, but, um, Like, I feel like, yeah, I learned a lot from the interviews, but by doing the podcast, my interest around stuttering has just expanded. So now I'm like deep in this project of trying to find um, like, like um, documentaries where stuttering comes up. So like, I just learned about this, um, this singer who you know had a stutter growing up and he used that to kind of find his music and then I heard of like a football player who had a stutter and it made him want to like pour himself into sports because that was where he felt so just learning all the different stories and um seeing how people use their stuttering in different ways to like find themselves whether it's through music sports dance yeah exactly that's so cool though because you i think it's it's like also along with like the acceptance kind of thing um i think when we've kind of accepted that yeah um we stutter and sometimes it gets worse and sometimes it doesn't but we're also able to find things that really like relate to us and make um stuttering okay i guess um, but yeah, another thing I found interesting was when you were listening to your uh, podcast was when you were talking, um, to Cynthia about, um, your stutter and how she didn't really like realize or recognize that you had a stutter. Um, and that's something that I've struggled with a lot in my life as well. People uh, would be, and I told them I'd stutter or I was kind of like do a podcast or do things. They were like, Oh, but I didn't even know you had a stutter or, um, like you don't stutter at all or like um and even at school I would be like yeah I have a stutter and um like I 
kind of bothers me sometimes um and they're like oh like i never would have known you would have had a stutter or i never would have heard it or um realized and like i guess i get like where they're coming from because you know, like your first instinct would be like you know you don't have it like it's okay um but um when and when I, when i was listening to you talk about it um i was like i felt a lot um like more secure about it um but I just wanted to ask you, is that something that you found out as well or something that you struggle with as well? Um, and if it like bothers you, if people say that to you, I guess. Yeah. Um, it used to bother me a lot more. Um, yeah, like I used to get that all the time when I started opening up to people about my stutter and my ideal response would be like, oh, like, um, actually, I don't even know what my ideal response would be, but it did get tiring to have to yeah. constantly have to prove that I stutter. It's like people didn't quite believe me at first. So, yeah. and I don't think it's intentional. Like, I think people are just trying to like make you feel better by saying, oh, like, I don't notice it. But yeah, really that exactly. makes it worse because even though they not they might not hear it, it's still you're owning it and yeah, exactly. you want to be recognized for owning it and for being open yeah. to, to them about it. So maybe if someone does respond like that again in the, the future, I can be like, yeah, you know, you may not notice it, but it's a constant struggle and it's something that, you know, is a daily struggle. And yeah, I just want you to be aware that, you know, this is a part of me. I don't know. That's probably not exactly what I would say, but um, yeah, I, I get the, the same. Yeah. It's, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like it's, and even with starting um, the podcast and Instagram and things, people are always like, like, you know, I never would have known or something. And I feel like in a way it kind of takes away from like my experience um, as well. And that even though I may not have such a severe stutter, I still have, um, it still impacts me um, in a very big way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it stops after a while. <laughs> um, so what are things that you've learnt um about your stutter I've learned that like stuttering and really kind of engaging with my stutter a lot more it's really helped open my artistic side because yeah. I feel like growing up I never felt like I was an artist or a creative person yeah um and I think part of that is because my sister has always been the artist in the family. And so that's, I've always kind of been like, okay, that's her thing. Yeah. But now with the podcast, it's allowed me to um, just tap into that more. And I really feel like stuttering um, can be, expressed artistically in the most beautiful ways whether it's through yeah. audio or writing or poetry or 
you know, just entering all these spaces where we've never really been in before. Exactly. Yeah. It's, as I was saying before, like, it's so amazing to see all the different forms that people have, um, especially through Instagram as well. Like you've been able to meet so many other people that um, are going through the exact same thing, maybe not the exact same thing, but have same experiences as us. So it's, it's really good um, to see that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I have a, a question for, for you. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I'm curious because I think you're the first Australian person I've met. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Or that has a stutter. Like yeah. I've met other Australian people, but I feel like I'm curious, how's the community, the stuttering community in Australia slash your, you know, your like more local city um so before I started the whole podcast and things we have like two organizations um here one's called say um and I can't remember the other one what the other one's called um and it they do like weekly zoom sessions and things for people that um to come together and talk about their shared experience but yeah I mean the the um the groups that they have, the organizations are really good. Like they do um, all these different sessions and things um, to really get people to, uh, I guess, open up a little bit and just hear other um, sides of stuttering. Um, so I thought we'd talk a bit about COVID because um, I found it like was, it was a time, um, obviously it's still happening, but um, it's, a, it's an important thing in our lives right now but I think for stuttering as well it's um I don't know if um if for you if this happened but for me I realized that my stutter had actually changed it became um because I was around people who were so close to me um I was just around my family and stuff um I found that I became more comfortable and my stuttering actually didn't happen as much um so I'm wanting to know if that's the, kind of the case for you as well. If you really, like you notice that your stuttering changed, if it got worse, got better. Yeah, I, um, I don't really know if it got worse or better there. I did start a new job during COVID, yep. which um, I was stuttering a lot yep. during the first few months. And so I think it was like, just a mix of like COVID yeah. and starting a new job that it kind of just made it more consistent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't really been noticing my stutter too much in like my everyday life during yeah. COVID. It's just, it's just something that I don't really pay attention to. Yeah. And the reason why I realized that, or one of the reasons is because I had to do a recording of a presentation for work and I thought I did it so fluently and then I listened to it back and I was stuttering so much. So sometimes I can't really tell if I'm stuttering yeah. a lot or not. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same for me as well. <laughs> like you, you listen back and you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, but as, as well, I think being in COVID and like everything turned online as well, um, did you find as well that people, I guess people's responses to you stuttering was maybe less because I don't know if they like, maybe they 
I don't know how to frame this right, but um, I guess like being online and being like through Zoom and all these kind of um, things, the whole like internet situation and things, do you think that changed um, people's response to stuttering or how you started as well? Like if it, I mean, internet was to go down or something, did they think that it was just because of the internet or you were stuttering? So that's what I was trying to get at, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there was oftentimes where people mis mistook my stuttering for having a glitch or something. Yeah. And in the beginning of the pandemic, our internet was so bad. So it was just like, it was just like a mix of those two things that yeah. made it a little complicated. But, um, but when I got my new job, I, the first thing I, opened up about to my coworkers was about my stutter. And so um, being online now and stuttering, it's, I just feel a lot better about it just because everyone knows I stutter and yeah, when they hear it, it's like not a big deal. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of, I was going to ask you as well, if you ever like disclose to people that you had a stutter and if that actually helped you, um, I guess, like, did you find it, it helped with um with like your confidence or and also like your stuttering itself or would it would you find it easier to not tell people that you started I find it a lot easier when I open up about my stutter yeah sometimes if it's like a small talk conversation and I'll never see them again I kind of just don't disclose yeah. it but if I know I'm going to be like with these people for a like, you know, if it's going to be a long-term thing, then I'll open up about it. Yeah. But yeah, I never used to do that until I started the podcast and All right, okay, yeah, yeah. now I have the podcast. And if you Google my name, it's like, there's no hiding that I have a stutter <laughs> anymore. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been very freeing and like part of proud stutters mission is just to like spread more awareness about stuttering. So each time I introduce myself as a person who stutters, it's like that much more like you're just getting it out there more. Yeah, exactly. And I think it also helps with like accepting as well, because accept acceptance is a pretty big thing when it comes to stuttering. Um, I think it's like the first step to kind of, um, not accepting. I don't know. But I, I think I think you know what I mean. But like, um, yeah, I think um, I think for me as well, I used to tell people at school and my mom used to tell like the teachers and stuff that I used to stutter. Sometimes they'd get it. Sometimes I'd get teachers that would just look at me when I stutter and be like, are you okay? Which happened one time to me. I was stuttering in front of my like tech teacher and she just gave me the weirdest look. I was like, it's fine. I have a stutter. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, I think, I think at least for me as well, I think from you, it like, it just, helps um and it, it it makes stuttering less scary i think as well in the real world um but yeah and i also wanted to talk to you about um national stuttering awareness week um um and you put a i don't know did you put a motion through in san francisco to make um one in san francisco is that correct yeah, yeah, we passed a resolution to recognize the second week of May as yeah. National Start Awareness Week, That's which was so super cool. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's something that um, I was telling you before, something that I want to do here in Australia 
because the only thing that we really have here is International Stuttering Awareness Day, um, which is good and it's good that it still gets recognized. So I want to talk to you about how, um, what kind of inspired you to make one in San Francisco and also what was the process for it and um, how long did it take for you to pass this as well? Yeah, so I have a background in policy and advocacy, and I used to intern at City Hall in San Francisco, so I knew very well how things worked and how to get things passed and brought up, and so um, so I kind of had a lot of relationships with people um, at City Hall, so I reached out a month ahead and I was like, Hey, I really want to do this. Um, like I will draft the, the resolution. Like I will do everything on the back end. All you need to do is just do the yeah. admin stuff to get through. Um, and so that really helped get it passed here, but I, I want, I want other cities and, and countries and States to do a similar thing. And so I, created like a step-by-step toolkit that really just goes through the steps of like what it takes to do something similar. Yeah. Um, But it's only two pages. Obviously there's a lot of questions. So I've offered proud stutter as a resource. If if people want to get involved in similar things, I'm actually working with um, this, the city of Denver in Colorado, they're going to do, um, they're going to do something to get something passed there. Yeah. And so it's just really cool to see how other cities are really trying to do this as well. Exactly. And it's, it's so important as well that, um, it is recognized here, um, around the world as well, even like not even an international, but a national thing as well, that it's, it's taken that extra step forward, um, to recognize and, um, make people more aware of it, um, as well. Um, I guess that kind of leads us to the end of, um, the podcast, but I thought we'd play, um, a game of taboo. Um, it's really easy. So I'll send you a PDF. I haven't looked at it, but I'll send you a PDF of, um, like taboo words, I guess. But basically there's like a big word in a box. Um, and then there's like, I think there's like three or four questions at the, uh, three or four words at the bottom. Um, and you have basically the game is to. I'm really bad at explaining things, but the aim of the game at the end is to um, is to guess. So I have to guess the main word, but you can't use the bottom words to do it, if that makes sense. So, for example, if the words like car and then there's like three words like drive, vehicle and stuff, you can't use those words to explain car. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first so I can choose any of these. Yeah, any word, anyone you want. Okay, I will go. Um, okay, so I have to start. I have to start explaining what the word is, right? Yeah. So there's a word at the top, and then there's like four words underneath, okay. and there's the ones that you can't. Got use. it. Okay. All right. Um, candles. Birthday. Years. Ooh balloons gifts birthday yeah oh my god <laughs> that's tough it's tough 
Um, okay, I'll go with this one. Um, I don't know how to say it without saying these words. Anyway, um, okay. Ocean. Um, pirate? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was, was better tough. than me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm usually really bad at games, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Okay. Um, all right. Lion, Jaguar, Cheetah, Cat? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are really tough. I was going to be like Zoo, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> um, animal. Uh, Zoo? No, it's, I don't know how to say it like in one word. Um, native? Desert? Desert. There's a word that I, I feel like would be easy to do, but I can't say it because it's in the word. <laughs> um... <laughs> Jump. Kangaroo? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a really bad word. <laughs> wow. I'm so proud of us. That was you hard. Should be. That was so good. <laughs> I'm going to be like <laughs> Australia, but one of the words is Australia. So I can't say that. I know. How do you even describe a kangaroo without saying Australia? I have no idea. That's tough. That is really tough. Okay. Um. Anyway. Probably should stop there because we're just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Maya, for being on my podcast. Um, I'm re I've learned so much about you and your whole stuttering journey, and it's really helped me as well um, grow my confidence as a person who stutters. Um, and I've learned so much about you. I've learned so much about your podcast um, and the amazing work that you do for um, all the people who stutter out there. Um, yeah, is anything that is that anything that you would like to say as well? <laughs> I'm really bad at ending these things. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just it's so awesome to talk to another person who stutters who's also a podcaster and to see <laughs> someone young making their voice heard. Like that's so cool. I just wow, I'm just so impressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's it's really good as well to be able to um, meet other people, um, like you said, who stutter as well, um, and to know that you're not alone as well, um, and that everyone's going through similar um, experiences as well, um, which is, like, it's good for people to know that, like I said, like you're not alone and it's okay to stutter. Um, I guess it's the big, the big thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, so thank you so much, Maya, for joining me. Um, and if anyone else wants to join me on a podcast, just let me know if I want to join Maya on her podcast or her information will be down below. <laughs> um, but thank you and hope you have a great day. <laughs>